Hey guys, a real quick trigger warning on this. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, deathmatch wrestling, which involves uh, a lot of blood and uh, weird violence and kind of upsetting stuff. So uh, if uh, you wanted to listen to us talk about uh, horror movies, we do talk about Microwave Massacre and uh, a wrestling match featuring two guys dressed as Leatherface. So it's kind of like horror movies, but also... Uh, I do understand if you kind of don't care to listen to this episode because you either, you know, aren't particularly into wrestling or you aren't particularly into uh, real life, uh, even staged violence. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, catch up with us next week. And if you actually do care to hear us listen, uh, if you do care to listen to us yelling about uh, horrible uh, abomination wrestling, uh, then enjoy. Thanks a lot. Hey guys, welcome to Rank and Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. Uh, this is Ryan. And this is Quincy, live from his mother-in-law's house. Yeah, in in the, the, the reddest room in the world, by the way. Uh, and on this episode, we are joined by a podcaster and pro wrestler, Jesse Butler. How's it going, man? How's it going, guys? I'm excited to be here today. Yeah! Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, specifically, I, this is the first time we've had a pro... Like, for a podcast that ostensibly is not about pro wrestling and in which we talk about pro wrestling constantly this is the first time we've had an actual wrestler on the podcast um <clears throat> excuse me well just to kind of clear the air um it's probably been close to six years six years since i've had a i guess a proper match probably about two years ago um i did i was a part of a benefit show for a friend of ours that passed away um i was super rusty so what i did was very limited um, but I did decide to come out of, I guess, quote unquote retirement for a, a bucket list match, which was a death match. Um, and that'll be happening soon. So, oh, man. I mean, I guess I like tow that line of wrestler, not wrestler. You're mm-hmm. more the wrestler than we've been, <laughs> which also like wrestling in death matches makes you like a double wrestler. Like that's that's more wrestling than wrestling. Like that's even if uh, people who are like, you know, I could maybe try a bit of the wrestling. Not everybody's going like, I'm gonna do a fucking death match. The closest I've been to wrestling is I went to see Jerry Lawler's show in in Jackson, and I got a photo with the Star Twins. And another teenage girl asked my wife, "Is he a wrestler too?" Because I have, you know, a beard and a styled haircut and. I'm tall, I guess. I don't think I have the body of a pro wrestler, but well, they, just, they assumed you were Daniel Bryan because you had a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I literally also got that Saturday yes at the flea a lot market. and pointing my fingers yeah. in the ear. That probably didn't help. Sure. Also, constantly screaming, I'm Daniel Bryan. Like, that's, it, it throws everybody off. You got to stop doing that. And when you're signing autographs as Daniel Bryan, it's a little confusing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it confuses it confuses people. They, they don't know how to respond. Also, uh, I should probably, uh, because this might be somebody's first episode of Rank and Vile, and we try to keep that in mind, uh, I thought I would briefly explain the format, such as it is, on the podcast, and how we, uh, kind of the hook of the podcast and what we do. Um, it's garbage. What we do is, uh, so we, as I said in the intro, we're trying to rank every single horror movie ever, and generally what we do, every episode, is that uh, we and uh, our guests uh, have all watched a few horror movies in preparation for the podcast, and then uh, we talk about those movies and kind of, you know, their uh, their strengths and weaknesses and, you know, miscellaneous stuff about them, and then we try to figure out where on our giant, snarled, incomprehensible ranking of horror movies a movie should go. 
But before we get into that, Jesse, I always like to ask our guests, how did you get into horror? Oh, man. Um, so, man, I was really little. Um, I remember watching, like, all of the Nightmare Before Elm Streets, all of the Friday the 13th, um, most of the child's plays, all when I was really little. Um, my, my parents were really lenient on what they let me watch. I mean, obviously I grew up on pro wrestling and like R rated movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was really bad about watching movies when I was a kid. I could only watch comedies and horror movies, everything else. Like I just had to get up and like go play or something. Um, so I started watching like the Friday the 13th, um, the nightmare on Elm streets. Uh, what else was around that time that was really big? Uh, this was like the early nineties. Right. Candyman. Candyman was in there. Yep. Um, and I remember growing up through like the like the mid nineties, like late nineties, um, watching stuff like Jeepers Creepers. Um, what else was there? Basically, like if if it rained, like my dad traveled a lot, so it was me and my mom a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it was raining, my mom and I might go to like movie gallery or Hollywood Video and rent like <laughs> yeah. some DVDs or VHS tapes or whatever, um, and just watch a bunch of horror movies. So. I remember watching like Puppet Master when I was really young. I oh, I love Puppet Master. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm actually in the process of uh, getting a blade um, tattoo drawn up. Fuck so, yes. Yeah. So Puppet Master's up there for me. Um, man, like I just I just watched a lot as a kid, a lot of horror movies, and I never really stopped. Yeah. Right so, on. <laughs> which I, I I always sort of love hearing about is, uh, when somebody had a childhood where they were you know. Where they had parents who were cool with them watching horror movies because it's so not like my experience as a kid that it's like, man, you know, like I, because I always knew kids who were allowed to watch horror movies and I was like, man, it's just got to be like nonstop horror movies over there. Just complete mayhem. Yeah, my favorite Dude. part of this podcast is it's the same feeling as like being a kid and going to someone's house for a sleepover and be like, that's how you live your life? That's your day-to-day? <laughs> it's like, you grew up watching horror movies? It wasn't like a secret weird thing? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> your mom said, yeah, go for it. Like, tell me more about that. I think the only thing that I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, oddly enough, was Beavis and Butthead. Everything <laughs> else was pretty much free game. People getting cut up like people like it like in like wwe or wwf at the time was probably like the raunchiest thing on tv oh yeah no problems with that like sable like having her boobs everywhere like no problems with that but like beavis and butthead nope can't watch that maybe that's like as a parent they had to draw some kind of line somewhere and that was it maybe man but i mean still there was like the simpsons that i was watching every time it was on south park i pretty sure was free game which Mm -hmm. may have even been worse than beavis and butthead at certain points um, but yeah, like that was the only thing that I can remember not being able to watch. Oh yeah. And especially like my mom, she, um, my, 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 my poor, my poor mom. Cause like I, I got into wrestling, uh, around the mid nineties, like mid to late nineties. Okay. And, uh, I remember one, like the first time I, you know, sat down to watch uh, Monday night raw because all the kids in my class were watching it and I wanted to be cool. Uh, it was the episode where the undertaker fucking crucifies Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> on live TV. And my mom was, uh, nope, and then turned the channel, and I had to, like, beg her to let me watch wrestling again. And, yeah, I, I feel like after that, it was uh, an uphill battle trying to convince her that not every night is somebody getting crucified on an undertaker symbol on TV. 
<laughs> Mid to late 90s was a hard sell for some parents. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, actually, the co-host of my podcast, uh, Chris, uh, he I don't think he started... I think he said his first... The first wrestling he really was allowed to watch um, was when was the night where uh, WWF bought WCW. So it was the um, when they were showing both of them on the same channels. Oh yeah, and Shane is on WCW. Yep. So that's like the first wrestling he was allowed to watch. I mean, he snuck wrestling at friends' houses or whatever, but that like allowed in his own home. That was the first wrestling he was allowed to watch, which is mind blowing to me. Oh man. Did, did either, did either of you, uh, do really stupid, shitty, uh, backyard wrestling with your friends during the late nineties? Um, dude. So, Oh, <laughs> go ahead. In college, we got drunk one night and decided to have a fight club, but that's the closest that I ever got. <laughs> if, right. If you really want to go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. I I can uh, I can share some stories. Let's with do you. it, man! Oh, by all means, holy shit! All right, so let's see. I guess my freshman year of high school, so like 2003. Uh, well, all right, so seventh grade, I met my best friend who still wrestles, Brett Brett Ison, um, and we like just as kids that love wrestling, we start like wrestling around in rooms, like doing safe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it gradually gets a little harder, and we start, like, we, we're, like, in his room or my room. We're like, man, we don't have enough room. So we go down to, like, his basement, which is a concrete floor, start wrestling around there. Like, nothing crazy still, like, not slamming each other or anything, but definitely, like, definitely bumped our heads on the floor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Freshman year, that, that lasted for, like, two years. Freshman year, we go to high school. Um, we got split up, like, going into eighth grade, so they built a new school, and he went to this different school, and I was going to another school. Um, so he meets some kids that are into wrestling. We go to high school. Those kids are now my friends. We make more friends that like wrestling. We start backyard wrestling at this one guy's house. Still super safe. Wrestling on trampolines and stuff. Right. So from there, um, these local wrestlers in the Smyrna-Laverne area of Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, they catch wind because we go to school, and I forget how they're related, but we go to school with one of their relatives. So we're going through, like, the halls of our high school, handing out flyers to all these shows that nobody ever came to. <laughs> um, so finally, these guys just show up, and they're like, you know, you guys aren't, like, half bad. You know, if we train you, you know, we might be able to use you on some shows. At least you won't be getting hurt. Right, yeah. So I think at the nice young age of 15, I went through uh, very basic pro wrestling training um, in the middle of the summer in a wrestling ring with a pleather mat in some dude's driveway, <laughs> um, which was incredible. Like they beat the absolute shit out of us. Um, mm-hmm. and like, we loved every minute of it because, you know, looking back on training, it's pretty crazy because you, if you listen to old, like older guys on wrestling podcasts, now they talk about how like they literally got the shit kicked out of them at training. I think Dan Severn is one who talks about, um, one of the, uh, I forget what it was. It escapes me right now, but he talks about something he did. I believe it was here in Nashville at the fairgrounds. They literally like just tried to beat the shit out of you to make you quit. Yeah, wasn't that an old carny work? Like that's you'd in, go that's to in the Bob fair and local yokel <laughs> could fight a wrestler, and whoever won would get prize money. But yokels didn't know it was a work, and they got the living hell beaten out of them. Oh yeah, like that. That's been a thing. Like obviously, you know, over time that stopped. Um, but when older guys were brought into the business, it was like, okay, let's see how much you can take. And Dan Severn, for example, like 
he's not somebody you want to just like fuck with. So. Oh God, no, he's terrifying. God, he he's one of my favorite people in the world. I find him so fascinating, which is probably weird, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, as so, a kid, as a kid, he scared the shit out of me. Dude, he just reminded me of like the probably like burliest dad in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's like super dad. He's like yeah, mega dad. Yeah, he he like he he still wrestles. He just wrestled in Cleveland like uh, last weekend. We're recording this on June 1st, so last weekend. Um, so, he's one of the guys that, like, once he caught on to what they were doing, he fought back, and they were like, okay, you can go to Japan. Like, we'll we'll put you in this company, and you can go to Japan. So, it's weird, like, listening back to some of these podcasts and some of these older guys talking about how they just got the shit kicked out of them just to see how long <laughs> they would hang in there and if they really wanted it. Right. And I, I kind of feel like that's how we were brought in, because, I mean, obviously we were, we were way younger, but these guys, God, dude, I remember if you, like, messed something up during training, you got chops, like, you got X amount of chops, or, like, learning how to do monkey flips, like, the, the insides of my thighs were just raw mm-hmm. from, like, shoes just, like, rubbing up against my thighs. There was one day where we learned how to take uh, the last ride, which was Undertaker's Powerbomb, and the Doomsday Device, the uh, Doomsday oh, yeah. Device. And I remember getting my first stinger, which was like, Ooh. you can't move. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they just, they beat the shit out of us, which, you know, whatever. Um, and then they take us a few places. We uh, we wrestle around different places uh, in Smyrna Laverne. Uh, I think we wrestled in Dixon somewhere outside of a bar. Um, there's a funny story associated with that for another time. Um, so we kind of just like stopped some of us stopped pro wrestling and pretty much just built a wrestling ring in my backyard mm-hmm. um, and started backyard wrestling. And like, that's where like my love for death matches comes. Like I started watching some FMW stuff and I, I Quincy and I were talking about this earlier. I didn't watch a whole lot of Japanese death matches. I, I had like some FMW stuff and then this random uh, comp either tape or DVD with random Japanese death matches on it that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, fell in love with like, early 2000s CZW, like, Sick Nick Mondo, Messiah, and was like, I'm not that great of a wrestler. I can sell my ass off. Right. And, like, getting hit by light tubes actually seems kind of cool. So, I'm I mean, like, like... I mean, I'm, like, you look, you look at, like, Necro Butcher, and you're like, I can do this. Dude, that's that's pretty much exactly what through my head. The first time I got hit by a light bulb, I was like, this is a done deal. So, <laughs> I, I... Dude, we... there. I remember one match specifically... Um, it was right after we built the ring. Uh, this kid agreed to do a death match with me, which probably by today's standards is no death match. But like, we had light bulbs and all these like, um, all these different things to hit each other with. And I saw in CZW and probably somewhere in Japan too, where they just poured a shit ton of salt in the ring. Yeah. So oh, I did Jesus. that. Yeah, I went all in. Oh god. Um, Unfortunately, in the opening spot of the match, uh, the guy I was wrestling, we both wanted we wanted to do like the we both swing light bulbs, they break, and then we go at it. Well, when we swung the light bulbs, his face got cut, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, I can't go anymore." So I was like heartbroken because I put so much time and like thought into this. My mom at the time was dating a wrestler, um, and he oh, comes wow. out and he he was like. I'll, I'll do the match with you, but I'm not wearing a shirt, so I'm not getting hit by light bulbs. I think that day, like, and this is not an impressive number by today's standards at all, but I think that day I got hit with, like, close to 30 light bulbs, and, like, 
the silver end of the light bulb got stuck in the back of my head, which is probably one of the worst pains I've ever felt. Man, um, that's like, this is a grotesque version of the light bulb going off above the head. Dude, like. it's, I, it's funny because like, I didn't even feel it when it went in. I took another bump and like, didn't keep my chin tucked and my head hit the mat and I was like, what the fuck hurts so bad? And I reached my hand back there and like, I found out afterwards people were laughing and making Matrix jokes. Because um, <laughs> you got the plug in the back of your head. Yeah, exactly. So I reached Oof. back there and I just pull it out, keep going. Ended up winning the match with a DDT after I literally got hit by every light bulb we had. Funniest <laughs> shit. No psychology whatsoever. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I, th- this is the kind of thing that would make Cornette really angry. Like, oh, there's, you're not telling a story. You got hit 30 times with a light bulb. Well, oh yeah, there was absolutely no story. Yeah. Okay, so I'm very new to wrestling fandom. Like, 2016 was the first time since I was a kid I ever saw a wrestling match. So my mm-hmm. fandom has gone Lucha Underground to um, NXT to Japanese Deathmatch Wrestling. Like, I decided I like Damn. this and I'm going as deep into it as possible. That is quite the fucking trajectory there, my friend. You were yeah, like, you, you made some leaps. Well, no, yeah, it's, you're flippy, like... it's flippy dudes to NXT, which is easy to get, to Japanese. Right. Oh, I think I, th- I forgot New Japan in the middle of there. And then okay. through the Puroresu ring is like, hey, if you like this look at this and like uh june kasai is like my favorite wrestler because he's got you know spot he's got holes in his back where he never healed from light tubes and saws and shit and like right there's just something really fascinating about that so well and i think well i Oh, I also, like, with with the wrestlers having, like, really bizarre uh, battle scars from stuff, I remember, like, when uh, I was for, like, first getting back into wrestling, and, like, I was watch- I was looking at, like, an interview with Abdullah the Butcher, and was like, oh, man, why is that... No, 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 it was Dusty Rhodes. It was an interview with him, and I was like, man, he's got a lot of creases in his forehead. Is he really... <laughs> oh, those aren't wrinkles. Though, nope. that the he... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So, yeah. because I'm a petulant child, um, I added the video that we're going to talk about first onto the list, like, last night, because <laughs> I was grumpy at how bad these movies turned out. And I also right. thought, you know, it'd be a missed opportunity to not talk to Jesse about uh, the leather, the wrestler's Leatherface and Leatherface 2 in the tape IWA Japan, Hel- Japan Nail Hell Deathmatch 1994. Uh, oh, Ryan, that you're going to have to put one of the um, disclaimers at <laughs> the beginning of this episode that it's mostly going to be wrestling talk. <laughs> oh, sure. Actually, honestly, at this point, so, so I'll just literally... Like, okay, we talk about wrestling for the first hour, and then we talk about Christine for five <laughs> seconds at the end. So fast forward. Yeah, a- absolutely. No. Which also, I love, first of all, the, the, nail, like, the name of this match being Nail Hell... Hammer face chainsaw nail gun deathmatch five, and, and the thing about it is, I love that of all the death, nineteen ninety four. Thank you, and uh, I the the fact that it's got a guy dressed as Leatherface, two guys dressed as um, Leatherface. Excuse me, two guys dressed as Leatherface. Right, because one's not enough. Because like uh, the because the, the first guy corp corp uh, who was uh, previously Corporal Kirchner in WWE, which. Um, I, I did this previous po- uh, podcast called Travesty of Justice, where we uh, started with the first WrestleMania and talked about all of them in order. 
And I remember watching that first one, uh, the first WrestleMania, where Corporal Kirchner fights some rando mook in a flag match, where the winner of the match gets to wave their flag. It was a different time. And then Corporal Kirchner surfaced again in Japan, hanging out dressed up like Leatherface. And apparently, because uh, I had to go, I had to Google this, he he was Leatherface in Japan, and then he had to go away for a while because of a hor- some kind of horrible injury. Oh, no. So while he- the real story, according to Wikipedia, which citation mm-hmm. needed, uh, he got sure. in a fight with a crowd member. And if you watch this right. video, you can see why that would happen. Because I think the crowd really thinks that he's a bad guy. They get too worked up. And, you know, the mm-hmm. best kind of heat is fighting the parking lot heat. So anyway, he right. fucked somebody's face up and went to jail. So That's while right. he was in jail, since Leatherface is a mass wrestler, they just got another dumpier guy to be Leatherface. <laughs> Which is more in keeping with Leatherface, by the way. I don't right. want to buff Leatherface. So when no. Kirchner gets out of jail, he goes to a match, just a regular um, IWA match, in the Leatherface outfit, and like jumps in the ring, and then they formed a tag team. This tape is <laughs> their only tag team match and because it ends the way that it does allegedly this is a for real shoot they weren't supposed to wrestle like this and they terminated this tag team and so uh, we should we we should we should discuss such things happen during this match it is <laughs> i'm watching this at work my did you my watch are, are, the undercard uh yeah the whole yeah i kind of like left it on long. in the background mm-hmm and like nothing it, happens it, in the first no. hour of wrestling. It's like you see a young Tajiri, but he doesn't spit acid. And um, right, so who gives a shit? Uh, there's a <laughs> folding chair match right before this one, and okay, fine. And then this, <laughs> dude. So I actually, I I was watching the match last night. I didn't get a chance to watch the undercard, but I was watching the match last night or yesterday. And I 100% believe, 100% believe that this is, like, a for real shoot because it's, like, I love deathmatch wrestling. I've, I've watched countless hours of deathmatch wrestling, and, like, I don't know if maybe it's just, like, it doesn't look like a wrestling match. Like, the film is so grainy, it looks like an old slasher. Yeah, it looks like a, <laughs> it, snu- it looks like a snuff film. Yeah, it looks like something you have to find on the fucking deep web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta and, go on to dark Google to find this shit. Okay, listeners, Dude. it's on YouTube. If you type in IWA Japan Hell Deathmatch 12-8-94, December 8th, 1994, IWA Japan Hell Deathmatch, you can watch the entire tape. You only really need to Which watch I... the last hour, I think? Oh, basically, fast forward until the, the men with chainsaws run into the gym. God. <laughs> Fuck me, and it's incredible. Which, by the way, for I part of me wish like thinks like should we put a trigger warning on if you're gonna look up the the uh, IWA Japan Nail Hell oh, Deathmatch 1994? You know, you know. No trigger warning, 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 gore, gore. Jesus Christ, honestly. Okay, like, hey, I've... while I'm talking to you dudes, um. Should I stop tweeting deathmatch pictures on my personal account? Is that too much? I try to tag him gore, but, you know, you guys see my my feed all the time. Is it bothering you? 
No. no. <laughs> I'd do it more, actually. Yeah, more, more, more. more. And, and here's the thing. Seeing stills from a deathmatch, like, and the thing is, I'm I've got a I've got a cast iron stomach for a lot of things. Like I can watch deathmatch wrestling. It's not my favorite. I'm more into like sort of weird. Although like, and and it's not me going like, oh, I don't like that brutal shit because. And here's the thing. Uh, when I watch normal wrestling and it's like, oh, you know, it, where it's like, oh, I don't like that deathmatch shit. But if someone gets busted open hard way during a match, I'm like, yes. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm not. Reason? I'm not. That's not a moral position. No, that recent recent Lesnar. So here's my stance: that Lesnar Orton Hardway from Oh Jesus SummerSlam was that what it was? Oh, that made me yeah, upset with the elbow? because I was watching it with kids, and that's ne- right. not what I want to see blood. I want to see blood in Japanese. Found this on a sketchy website. You know. <laughs> so you mean you're not going to sit down with your kid and watch uh, the unlucky 13 staple gun death match from CZW? No. Or I saw one. No, I saw okay. a GIF on Twitter, and now I can't remember who it was, where they staple gun flash paper to a guy's face and then lit it. Fuck oh, off. So badass. Why? <laughs> there's oh, all please. these. There's all these fuckers that say, "Oh, there's no ring psychology," but it's actual psychology because your empathy kicks into your brain because it's real mortal terror well, yeah that's, and that's the thing is like, like if you're if you're trying to sell an injury you don't have to pretend to be hurt it hurts right and like yeah most of the time most deathmatch wrestling i mean the japan stuff gets pretty rough i mean carnage Fucking cup exploding gets rings rough, oh but, you my know, god your run-of-the-mill like thumbtack match at the local you know bar they're being mm-hmm. smart and safe, and even though it hurts, they're not, like, ending their career. So, like, right. you can kind of think, like, these are consensual adults, it's okay. Um, well, and, and 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 the thing with wrestling generally is that, like, for example, uh, Christina was uh, talking to uh, some of the kids uh, at, where you know, where she works about... Um, blading because they were talking about pro wrestling and she made these kids aware of the concept of blading they were fucking horrified and you realize that like with wrestling if you've been watching it your whole life you kind of just normalize a lot of crazy shit yeah. like yep. which you know, <laughs> you know is... but the the fact that there's a term called crimson mask that everybody universally knows oh it's when you get you know it's when you get busted open and your entire face is covered in blood we've just got this terminology to explain you know, insane shit. Yeah, but and you know, I'm I'm worried sick right now about Shibata. Like I'm terrified oh, that yeah. his career is over and it's not a work and he's done and I'm ill. But I also he's one of my he's one of my favorite. He's wrestlers. one of my favorite because he has done that to himself. And like I regularly mourn Hayabusa. Speaking of FMW, oh yeah, and Hayabusa, Man. you know, is a martyr for pro wrestling because he did that to his own body. Well, and- it's crazy. Um, at uh, so how Hay? I'm trying to think. Hayabusa was the one where the rope snapped and he snapped his neck, right? Um, I can't remember what the exact injury was i know that it was a uh, like a house show. i know para i know para aguaya um got his neck broken oh para aguaya got um like wrapped up in the rope and it like oh i think um i i think it was hibusa where he 
he went to do like maybe a, like an acai moonsault, and the middle rope snapped, and he just landed directly on the top of his head, but like on his back. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that was him, and I I th- I feel like I read something like the same thing almost happened to Super Crazy like this past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, he died later. It was it was from a hemorrhage, but so he died like at home, but like he had to retire because of his injury. Yeah. That, okay. So what? Ha- yeah. So the rope thing happened, and I actually remember like, I think maybe a year or so before he You're died, right. I it's remember seeing updates like he was walking and it it broke, and it uh, okay cracked his vertebrae and left him paralyzed. Well, and the That's thing is, like, like with Shibata, like the fact that the injury that we've been made aware that he has is if it's if it's a shoot is the same injury that he, that uh, I think it's Masa uh, Masakazu Fukuda who died during, like, because of a match with Shibata, um, from a head injury, so it was, like, during, like, the Young Lion, uh, cup, and Shibata literally accidentally, I think, killed a guy. God. Or, you know, Misawa, they say the burning hammer is what led to Misawa dying. I mean, Um, I believe it. The the burning hammer looks like murder. Well, I mean, that's why it was such a big deal when it got pulled out in the um, Cruiserweight Classic, because why would the WWE let anyone do... Why would TJ Perkins allow someone to do a burning hammer on him? Oh, during the Kota Ibushi oh. match? Was it Kota Ibushi, or was it TJ Perkins? No, it was the, the spoiler alert that champions that championships traded, like, five hands. It was Brian... <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Kendrick did a burning hammer oh, Brian on Kendrick. TJ per- Perkins. I thought that and was. I thought when, he did it on Kota Ibushi, which terrified me because he, that guy's got neck issues. Yeah, I I think it's TJP. But anyway, this is what you're gonna have to warn our listeners at home. Hey, this is a horror podcast. <laughs> yes. But we're talking about true life horrors. Uh, Usually we talk about fictional horror, but yeah. So well, and this death match. This brings is me to the question, man. If, because I love this, am I like a horrible ghoul? I mean, if if you're a horrible ghoul for loving it, then I don't even want to know what I am for wanting to do it. <laughs> oh. I feel so bad because, like, so, all right, spoiler alert for, for the match that I'm going to have. Um, Dollar Tree is probably the best place to buy things that you're going to hit people with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Dollar Tree, and I was just looking for, like, typical stuff like thumbtacks, pizza cutters, cheese graters, p- like, pans and stuff. And I'm I'm... I feel so bad for my girlfriend. She's such a good sport. Because mm-hmm. um, she knows, like, she knows I'm fucking just weird and I have to do this because I've already talked about it. This has literally been talked about for, like, nine months. So I go into Dollar Tree and I'm just looking for, like, stuff to use. And I'm looking around. I was like, there's no pizza cutters. I can't find any tacks. Right. So I'm literally just looking around this Dollar Tree and I look over and I just see this thing and I was like, there's no way this is a dollar. No fucking way. And then I was like, well, I'm in Dollar Tree. Everything's a dollar. So rather than walking out with a pizza cutter or thumbtacks, I leave with two pans, a cheese grater, and a hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> because there's just something wrong with me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is like the beginning of the aristocrats joke. Like, all right, what do I have on here? Um, and... By the way, if you check the show notes, I just dropped the vid. It is Kota Ibushi, which makes it even more screwed up that Brian Kendrick would do that to him. God. Yep. 
Because that guy's got a mechanically repaired neck. I'm hoping since um, he's Tiger Mask W, they're going to take it a little bit easier on him because he's just promoting a cartoon. Which, have y'all seen yeah. that cartoon? Speaking of frighteningly yes. violent. Yes, I have. The Yellow Devil I, I, kills I, I, a man in the first episode. He, mur- he murders a guy. Um, and, and, well, and also, like, Kode Ibushi. I love that that guy didn't want to work full-time for WWE because he'd rather work in joke promotions. I fucking love Kode I mean, Ibushi. have you watched DDT? It's the best promotion. <laughs> yes. It's, well, it's not the best promotion. It's actually has some problems, <laughs> but... We won't get into oh, sure. that because we're already on a lot of tangents. So, okay. <laughs> right. I started this match. I remember reading a thing about Ibushi. Oh, sorry. The, go ahead. What were you going to say? Because I want, I want to talk about Ibushi oh, as uh, much as we can. <laughs> okay. Sure. I was just I was just going to say, I remember uh, during the Cruiserweight Classic or like maybe, I think maybe when he was offered a contract, I remember reading something where like his friends and family were saying that he just seemed like sad and like not like himself and just like was very withdrawn from everybody while he was in america and then when when he got back home he was like it took him a while to readjust but he was fine and like it right then when i read that i was like he's not gonna sign and i don't want him to like i'm not the biggest japanese wrestling fan but i just don't want somebody to be unhappy yeah exactly like he he's doing you know he loves wrestling and he's doing what makes him happy and like the grind of the wwe schedule would probably make him hate wrestling Right. Do you think um, Hideo is okay in NXT? Like, is he finally getting a good run? Because I mean, have you ever watched old Kenta matches? Like, he yeah. was the I, top. I keep waiting for that guy to show up. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Kenta was terrifying. I feel like they're probably, hopefully, about to pull the trigger on him and let him just be himself. Mm-hmm. I hope. That, I mean, that's what. It, that's. Honestly, like if you ask me, like that's just the best way for people to get over is just to be. It's the best yeah. way to see if 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 somebody can get over is just be yourself. Like, either be yourself or be yourself like times a hundred. Well, and I feel and then yeah. like I feel like Shinsuke and Asuka have been proof positive that oh Americans want Japanese strong style wrestling because they just right. uh, signed Io Shirai uh, from Stardom, yeah. so it's about to get like murderous. And Asuka's had like you know, the longest run right now or something like that. So I think they might, it, it sucks because Hideo has been there longer, but I think they're finally going to let him, you know, kick the shit out of people. Yeah. I just hope like no sooner they pull the trigger on him. Like I'm terrible. Like I don't watch too much WWE. I'll keep up with an XT for like Aleister Black mm-hmm. and um, other, like certain other people. Um, but I'm just terrified that they're finally going to pull the trigger on Hideo Itami and he's going to get re-injured. Because yeah, he keeps yeah. hurting himself because he's had so yep. many years of pro wrestling Noah injuries. Yeah. 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 Poor he's guy. A, he's a small powder man. He's like a, a man made out of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Glass yeah. bones and paper skin break his legs every night. So speaking of glass bones <laughs> and paper skin. So this match starts off with two people dressed in full Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre costumes coming into a gymnasium in Japan with chainsaws. Like you do? And, you know, growing up in Tennessee, I've been to my share of um, haunted houses, so chainsaws don't scare me because you just pull the chain off and they get waved around. Like... And it just goes... And it's not scary. But this crowd is getting worked, brother. They're 
running. <laughs> it's like a circle pit at a Lamb them, of God it. show. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, they they scatter. Yeah. Except my favorite thing man. is, if you look carefully, there is one old man who is sitting in the third row, and he does not This guy's my fucking hero, by the way. The entire time. That old man has seen some shit. That guy has seen some shit. Okay, so this is 1994. That man was in World War II. That God. man was in the yeah, Pacific he's just Theater, there, and he says, like... this is nothing. Compared to yeah, the I don't horrors know. I've oh, seen. Ooh, chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stone Cold Killer. Have you been in jungle combat? Then, I don't think and, so. And, <laughs> well, and the thing is, so you've got these two dudes dressed as Leatherface, waving chainsaws around. And, and oh, and initially and I was like, all right, well, they're going to... You know that, right? <laughs> oh, they literally put the them between their legs and hump. <laughs> and thrust. Yeah, obviously. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, you've got a chainsaw. I, that's and and so initially I was uh, flashing, but because they had chainsaws, I was thinking of the um, the bit with uh, Dean Ambrose, who of course used to do deathmatch wrestling, and he was doing this interview uh, because he he uh, it was in some match where they were like holding some power tool to his head or something. I think it was a sawzall. That's right. No, yeah, yeah, it was a saw, and he was like, "Hey, l- listen, if if you think I was just gonna let them, you know, use a skill saw on my head, you're 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 fucking stupid." And it's like, look, why would that be so bizarre and out of left field? But all this other shit is just yeah. Totally, why would that know, be like no? Like, yeah, why would they draw the line? Especially there, for, for fuck's fucking sake? combat zone, you know, who has made their brand off of worse stuff than that. I mean, have y'all watched yeah. Syringe so with Deathmatches? No. Dude, I went I went to Tournament of Death last year, and it was... I said that going to Tournament of Death was probably going to be the best and worst thing that's happened to me, because, like, I, I love Deathmatch Wrestling, and I was, like, at the time I wasn't wrestling, and I was like, if I go to this, it's just going to make me want to do it, and sure as shit, here we are. I'm, like, a week away from having a Deathmatch. Yes. Fucking hell. That's amazing. Yep. Okay, so the setup for the thing is nail boards on all of the ropes, a plywood board with barbed wire, and a nail board. And the match God. itself is pretty God. boring. Yeah. yeah. It's intermittent. It's like intermittently boring and then fucking Well, it's horrifying. boring until it gets horrifying, and that's when you can see that the... That's when they <laughs> shoot, they, like, stop wrestling and start murdering. Oh, yeah, the sphincter-clenching yeah. horror breaks up the monotony nicely. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay me a couple grand to get body, slam on a, body slammed on a bed of nails, because right. fuck that. Yeah. Like, no. No, there's that, and then there's one bit where the the two leather faces like doing uh, like uh, uh, an aided power bomb onto the board with fucking nails, yeah, and nah. they put the board over the guy's throat and do okay, a so, leg uh, so What I read on Reddit, so take it oh. with a grain of salt, is that the original plan sure. was for them to get this screwy finish and for the two guys to win, uh, and their names because I wanted honor them because they take crazy bumps in this is uh, Shoji Nakamaki who's the one who takes the brunt of it and Hiroshi Ono so there's a screwy finish and they were supposed to get you know freak out and just start wrecking things so what happens is they rip 
a corner, like they break the plywood of the nail board and they use it for a DDT and then they use it for a leg drop and they drive it into his throat. Then they do an assisted powerbomb on the same dude on the bed of nails. And then the locker room runs out like that episode of The Simpsons where all the kids are saying, Stop! You're killing him! <laughs> He's already dead! Somebody yeah. please think of the children! <laughs> yeah. And they all have oh folding God. chairs and beat the two leather faces like, away like the someone would actually do to Leatherface times two. Leatherface cubed. Or squared. Sorry, it's been a while since <laughs> I've been doing that. <laughs> that would be squared. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. yeah. So, God. what I love about this is the ending where they carry Nakamaki out and like, like he's a, a hefty corpse. Bag. <laughs> oh, and they of yeah. course pick a white I mean, I'm pretty t-shirt sure at that point to, he was for a while. Yeah, he actually was a corpse. They actually pick point. a white t-shirt to like blot his blood off of his face. And now I will say I think that although they took it too far, he's better than he's acting because he's a consummate yeah. professional because he holds his head up while they're dragging right. him out. So, like, he's conscious. Oh, sure. He, he's not going yeah, total he's, ragdoll. He's tore up, but yeah. He's, like, half <laughs> dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's only half also, dead. Also, this guy's wearing a Ribera uh, steakhouse jacket, which is super awesome because that's the road warrior. That's road warrior. <laughs> that is awesome. The one that didn't die, animal. That's his steakhouse oh, in Japan, yep. where you can go eat a fine steak right and on. look at wrestling memorabilia. Which is all that's, I want to do at any given time. Yeah. Yeah, that's like if I went to Japan, that's legitimately all I would want to do. Oh, because uh, <laughs> I, I mean. I just don't care about, like, video game. Like, my co-host wants to go to Japan and, like, do all these, like, go to, like, I don't know, like, Nintendo headquarters or whatever. Like, I literally know fuck all about Japan, except for deathmatches and Ribera. Uh, Bull Nakano <laughs> That's it. That's a, it. a bar where I think wrestlers, like, joshi wrestlers, women wrestlers actually serve you beer, which is kind of creepy. But, um, just because I know the kind of people... That is creepy. I would, rather it, I would rather it be, like... I, w- I would rather be like Joshi wrestlers will actually beat you to death. <laughs> well, that's that's for yeah, extra let me catch money. like punch me in the jaw and then yeah. give me a beer. Yeah, that's no, not even like a yeah, no, not even just in a sort of like I respect you so much that I just want you to put me in the hospital. I would brag <laughs> to my grandchildren about the time that yeah, like Bull, Bull Nakano just fucking pile driver so through a the table. strength and then poured beer all over me. The yeah. strength of this is how the video just keeps rolling, like follows them to the parking lot oh. watches them oh. put them in the ambulance they drive away it's and like post just like awkwardly turns the camera off all right we've <laughs> yeah. seen enough yeah it's like it's it's almost like found footage the way it's just like <laughs> yes it's oh yeah. it's disturbing so the reason why i insisted to talk about this is because we have this undertaker dvd that's all of the cage matches and it's literally two guys dressed up as texas chainsaw massacre trying to murder a man yes so would you rather I watch put this, this really high on the list or the but undertaker I recognize that i'm an inhuman ghoul <laughs> <laughs> i also just saw today where somebody got called a ghoul as an insult and i thought it was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> yeah 
yeah. I feel like I call myself and everyone else a ghoul at some point. I just never thought about it. It's incredible. I'm going to steal it. Yeah, like you fucking ghoul. Like if someone (laughs) angrily called me a ghoul, I would sit down like, all right, that's fair. I'm sorry. How do you react to that? Yeah, I I wouldn't know how. Exactly. Um, For this, it's kind of like that shameful, yeah, you're right. I'm so like watching this. I had that feeling of I shouldn't be watching this. And then having the pleasure to DM Ryan while he watched it, I had that awful like kid at the sleepover who brought faces of death rush of now i'm sharing this <laughs> you pain were with that others. kid you were that kid today you were just like oh my god ryan watch this and it's, it's just me messaging like dming you on twitter like oh god quincy i hate this oh god quincy no why is this happening and you're just like hey brother cackling. it's better than microwave massacre <laughs> you're just cackling like a hyena anything is better than microwave massacre well, so, I love Microwave Massacre. Uh, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> it awesome. was my header on Twitter for a solid minute. <laughs> so, Heavy on the microwave, not so much the massacre. Yeah, yeah. I see your point. So, but let's see, is, put... is this better Is this better or worse than House of a Thousand Corpses? Ooh, I'm going to say better. IWA Japan yeah. Nail Hell Deathmatch yeah. is better than House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, okay. not the whole tape. But the last hour is worth watching the whole tape, even. Now, are we? Because that actually makes it even more horrifying. Because if you watch the whole tape, which is nothing, and then this comes out of it. <laughs> My God, it's like sitting it's like at what buying went a wrong. ticket to yeah. this and then going, "Oh my God." <laughs> It's like sitting in a waiting room and nothing happens and you're reading Golf Digest for like an hour and a half and then all of a sudden somebody comes in with a fucking pinata full of cow organs and smashes it open (laughs) over you. And due to the preceding boredom, it's just what the fuck is happening to my life? But the problem with putting the movie that high on on that high on the list is we're saying that real life violence is better than horror movies with a budget and a production like, team and like craft and, 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 and writing craft. right this i hence, mean yeah so i mean i guess you could look at it from the standpoint of like this is supposed to be staged to an extent mm-hmm. yeah but this kind of just went off the rails and like <laughs> you, you have to be like a you have to be a special kind of person and sit there and watch this and then say to yourself I don't know why I am the way that I am and recognize <laughs> that you're this way. Right. To be able to put it that high and agree with it. Right. So it's kind of just like, um, I don't know, situational almost. Like, it's not going to be for everybody, case by case. Like, please proceed with caution if you do watch this because you probably won't enjoy it. No. I it, it, it made it was like it was like the cannibal holocaust of wrestling matches. <laughs> yeah, so then we gotta put that in the, the neckbeard part of the list. It's gotta go You know, I'd Sorry, say that it goes under Horror Express and right above the Undertaker mm-hmm. DVD then because yeah. if you were a random person on the street that said what's a horror video I should watch if I don't know you, I'm going to say watch the top 40 of our list. It's safe. But, like, yeah. actually, 41 is where it starts getting, like, I don't know if I want to tell people to check out He Took His Skin Off for Me because that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, I loved it. But I can see what you mean, where it's like, yeah, it, around 41 it starts getting kind of dicey and you're like, well, I don't know. Actually, then, yeah, I would put it above the fake 
uh, horror of WNUF Halloween special. <laughs> I, I love, by the way, your hate on for the WNUF Halloween special entirely because no, it's, it's not, not as good a as hate Ghost Watch. Because go- yeah, it's just Ghost Watch. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, Jesse. What do you think? Like, is the faux Halloween horror movie better than real life Texas Chainsaw Massacre wrestling, or is it the other so, way around? I watched WNUF, uh, the Halloween special, for the first time a couple years ago. My old roommate loved it. Mm-hmm. Watched it when it wasn't even, like, fall Halloween time. Um, and I get the appeal, um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I was also raised on terrible things like <laughs> right. Deathmatch Wrestling. Sure. So, I mean, I'm going to have to put Nail Hell above it, just there because I'm there's something wrong with me. Then yeah, I think that's that, fair. that safely comes in at number the new number 42, right under He Took His Skin Off For Me is IWA Japan Nail Hill Death Deathmatch 1994. Yeah. And you've also made me want to just like somehow take the last what like 30 minutes of that show and just like take a snippet of it like keep it forever on a hard drive or something but also make DVDs and when people ask me my favorite horror movie just give them that. <laughs> <laughs> and just be Unlabeled. like call me when you're done. Have fun fucker. Yeah, that's and honestly, like, and 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 this is also with deathmatch wrestling going. God, what the fuck is wrong with me? I do think it would be a little hypocritical of me to, you know, because I I love audition and I've watched it a million times, and I can watch like much worse fictional depictions of things. So for me to stand in, in judgment and and go like, oh, why would anyone want to watch deathmatch wrestling? Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to watch somebody simulating putting needles into an eyeball. Like, wh- wh- where does one draw the line on what is too transgressive to watch? I think okay. I gave up on a line. Yeah. I, I'm i just, like, looking for the worst shit to watch. Like, uh, my old roommate, um, he told me about... Um, I haven't watched it. I, I'm intrigued, but I'm also, like, this may be the line. Uh, um, Solo, I think it's called. Are you guys familiar with that? No, what's this? It's... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up. Like, I feel like he told me it was, like, real people, and I guess there's, like, some storyline, but, like, you have real people eating, like, actual, like, shit. And, oh, you're talking like, about 120 Days of Sodom. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. I, I feel like he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Days of Sodom. Yeah, so... I, I've never seen it, and I, I like part of me wants to watch it because like when you're told not to do something, you want to do it. And he always told me not to watch it, but I've never really gone as far as to like actually seek it out. But if I ever found it, I, I don't really know what I would do. Like if if I was just walking through like McKay or CD Warehouse and just like found it somewhere on some sort of like VHS or some shit, like I don't know what I would actually do. I'd probably buy it and just hold it, right? And then like eventually just be like. Hey John, I found this. I think I'm gonna watch it a <laughs> yeah. year later after buying it. You give your you give your friend a cursed movie, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Criterion put a copy of it out, so. Yeah. But it's like super violent and super like against adolescent children violence. Oh God, sexual <laughs> violence. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, not not that stuff that I support, but it's also like like it goes back to that whole like I was that kid when I I was a real dumb kid. My mom would be like, "Hey, don't touch the stove; it's hot." I touched it. Right. Don't touch the iron; it's hot. 
touched it. Don't watch this movie. It's fucking god awful. I'm probably gonna find it at some point and I, ruin my life. I have a similar so speaking thing. Speaking of god awful yeah. movies, uh, tell us real mm-hmm. quick about Microwave Massacre. Oh man, I so I got. Why do you like this turd? Because Ryan and Dude, I, I, I love horrible movies, and I don't know why. Like, I uh, so I got. I guess it was last year. I got. I actually had this conversation today. I got pretty sick. I don't remember if it was when I had the flu or strep. I got them back to back. Um, I was just really bored, and I think I was like scrolling through Facebook, and I saw an ad for Shutter, and I I was just like, screw it. Like I'm gonna be on my couch for a week. Mm-hmm. Got the Shutter subscription. And I just binged, like, days. I don't... There was times where I didn't know if it was night or day, because I had, like... I had my room blacked out, basically. So I, there was times where I literally would just, like, wake up, turn something on, go back to sleep, wake up, turn something on. Didn't know what time it was. Um, and Microwave Massacre was one of the movies that I watched, and it was just so entertaining. Like, it definitely lacks in the massacre department, heavy in the microwave areas. <laughs> But it's just also, so in that goofy. Also, it is boobage, like so many breasts. Yeah, like it's 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 so obscene. Like, um, I don't know. It's it's just really goofy, and it's almost like I I think I watched that and Bloody Birthday like pretty close together, mm-hmm. and Bloody Birthday like I only watched it because it was like super rare, and I was like. Well, it can't fucking be rare if it's on Shutter. Like everybody can watch it, so like to me that loses its rarity. But I'm gonna watch it anyway because you say it's rare. That's Dude, just me. But Shutter, by the way, Shutter. Full disclosure, are sponsoring our show. They have comped us an account. Oh, and um, that's sick. It's fucking great. I love that yeah. service. Also, uh, Faces of Death is on Shutter, so like that helped me. You know with this midlife ghoul crisis where I've all of a sudden <laughs> sought this horrible, horrible stuff out. Check that out for the first time. So, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted and to Microwave start Master that is on shutter. If y'all want to watch this movie, uh, I mean, and not to just like shill shutter, but they like consistently just get great stuff and put it out. And, uh, I mean, it works for me because like, like I said, when I was a kid, like the only things I could really watch were horror movies and comedies and, um, I mean, I, I watch, I don't watch comedies really anymore. I just watch horror movies and I finally gone back and started watching old action movies. Um, so it's easy for me to just go on shutter and just like find something and put it on. Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing we watched on shutter it was a couple weeks ago. We, we hadn't used shutter in a while. We had been using, uh, we actually got a couple recommendations from my girlfriend's friend and we were watching them on Netflix. Um, beyond the gates was one of them. Yeah. And we watched. Uh, we started watching uh, what we do in the shadows the other oh, night I love and that didn't movie. finish it. I loved it from what we watched. It was. It's just so funny. Um, but yeah, Shutter's incredible. I got like I said, I got sick like last year and just like went down the rabbit hole of Shutter, and it was incredible. Okay, so where would you put Microwave Massacre on the list? Um, because I did not finish watching it because I got an hour in and there was not enough massacring. So I <laughs> threw in the right. towel and watched more Deathmatch Wrestling. Okay, so to understand my placement of this, you're going to have to understand the fact that Maximum Overdrive is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like... Microwave Massacre isn't going to be for everybody. It's probably... 
it's going to be high to me, but if I'm looking like at everyone's opinion and how everyone's going to view this movie, I'm probably going to put it pretty low. Um, man. Ryan, why don't you throw out a comparable movie? Because you've watched the whole thing too, right? Oh, certainly. Uh, I a comparable movie, I think, to Microwave Massacre. Uh, I would I, actually I would put it right next to I don't know why again, but Horror Express. But that's saying now, it's the thing better is, than Undertaker matches, and I'd rather watch Undertaker matches than. You know what though? Actually, I. I don't care for Microwave Massacre, but uh, it's fun, though. It is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, if if this were me and my list, I would put it above Night Train to Terror. There we go. Alright, well, there we go. So, I... Huh. Yeah, that that's fair. I Because also, I mean, I feel like the fact that it's called Microwave Massacre is itself enough. It's like a name formulated to end up on the video nasties list. Right. The 1980s. So is it better than, is it as an original horror comedy better than WNUF, which is trying to be, to like recreate that same aesthetic? Uh, I'll say. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll I'll let you go first. Oh, I would say, yeah. Uh, What do you think? Oh, 100%. Way above. Yeah. Okay. So then I think it needs to go right under that nail hill death match because I'd rather watch that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you like, go. I literally chose massacre. to watch that instead of Microwave Massacre. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a good come down from from Nail Hell. Like you watch Nail Hell, oh, and yeah. then you watch Microwave Microwave Massacre right before you go to bed to mm-hmm. just like yeah, come back pallet, to reality and just be like okay, massacre. yeah, it is exactly. It's, it's the ginger when you're eating sushi. It's just there to kind of you know, cl- yeah, yeah, smooth come down. And also, the first thing that it made me think of was the Pile Driver music video where. Uh, Hulk Hogan aggressively eats that ham sandwich in order to catcall that girl. Jesus. Do y'all know I'm talking about? Typical Hulk Hogan, am I right? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Just biting a sandwich with crazy eyes. Let me tell you something, dude. And then he just, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Alright, so coming in right under uh, IWA Japan Nail Hell Deathmatch 1994 is Microwave Massacre. I really hope that you guys, like, Whoever you have on later, I hope you send that to them and just like, I know this isn't a horror movie, but just look at it as a horror movie. Look at it as like a short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just watch yeah, this real it's... quick to know where we're settling on this stuff. I mean, honestly, the death match is one knowing look at the camera away from literally just being funny games. Yeah, like... it's... Oof, but it's... also it's like, I feel like one of those Leatherface guys definitely had the thought of just like, I could take this guy's life. <laughs> right. I you feel know, like that they, thought yeah. was there. Like, it was just like a millisecond thought. Like, yeah, I, I could just end this guy. And I mean, right. that's why Brock Lesnar is effective, is I think he honestly, in his hot dog brain, forgets <laughs> that this is I mean, real life. Like, I think he thinks that all, you know, MMA, wrestling, it's all the same thing, and he's just like Hulk smashing everybody yeah i mean he said and he said in an interview like ages ago where he's just like yeah actually where they were like so if you didn't wrestle what would you want to do for a, for a living and he's like i would want to just beat people up for the fuck of it like just because that's what i want to do like that's terrifying to me yeah that's just like that i feel like that goes against like every like i'm not a huge people person but i don't just want to like go 
you know, like bodily harming, right. like injuring people. I just like want to stay away from them. Yeah, I want to be left but, alone mostly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. What happens in somebody's brain where they're like, I want to go out and beat random people? Like, I yeah. So Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's. I put God. Yeah, I. I don't feel like I'm afraid of much, but Brock Lesnar just like. I feel like he's eaten somebody in his life. Yeah, he looks like he, he looks like there are people in his body trying to get out. <laughs> like he so looks he got like that sword tattooed on him to keep him in there. Exactly, it's like a sigil. It just seals. It's like Freddy absorbing people's souls into his chest, and like it's that's Brock Lesnar, but that's his muscles, and they're all people. Have you dudes seen? And, this is going to be garbage audio. You can't use it because the weather alarm's going off. Uh, mm-hmm. But have you seen the Brock Lesnar? Um, mutant action figure with like the four arms and the bones sticking out of them how they made it like goro for mortal Kombat. yeah 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 which is weird because i always pictured him as krang from ninja turtles where it's just like brock <laughs> lesnar is the brain inside of him that tells him what to do and he's just this giant meat screaming robot no no um, paul Heyman yeah. is krang and brock lesnar is the robot yeah the robot what's the, ro- is the does the robot have a name or is it just krang's car it's it's yeah it's just a car. Krang's it's not meat, a, meat, Krang, Krang's it's the blaster meat to his yeah. master. There's no real thing. Ex- exactly, that's fair. So, so I don't know how Paul much Heyman that we is can the driver because the, the damn weather <laughs> alarm. Oh, it's cool. I, I just I'll, uh, I I kept talking for a bit so I can just isolate the audio. Yeah, you you're a consummate podcaster and can do that. So let me <laughs> I mean, pick I can do this it, back up. Yep. Jesse, we have run long, but this was a super fun show. Um, can you come back some other time and talk to us about more, like actual movies, and not just? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Like, um, I've actually made it. Uh, my girlfriend and I have made it a mission to watch, you know, a few movies each week. Um, so, like, some people read a lot of books. I prefer to watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but uh, I just feel like I. If there's a horror movie out there, I probably want to see it. Um, yeah, same. I don't feel like there's really many restrictions for me. Unless, I think the only restriction for me would be, like, actual, like, violence against animals. For some reason, people is a little bit more easier for me to, like, digest. But, like, animals, I don't I don't, I don't mess with all that. Yeah, that's why that was like, Faces of Death is hot garbage, is because they're that was, animals. That was, like, years yeah. ago when 300 had just dropped, and I went and saw it with a bunch of people, and my girlfriend at the time, um, you know, you've just watched, like, scores of dudes get laid to bloody waste, and then the elephant bites it, and she's like, oh, no, and I was like, oh, but the guys were okay, and she blinked <laughs> at me like, well, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Taking a human's life is one thing, but if you touch an animal, man. Oh, yeah, the, the, and this, and by the way, in horror movies, that's when you know that this shit just got real, is when, like, in Halloween, you know, the dog bites it, and that's... That's when it gets serious. And I think, honestly, this may be a real hot take, but I think that's why the Dawn of the Dead remake is one of my favorite remakes and one of my favorite movies, because the dog lives. Spoiler alert. Like, the dog lives. They don't fuck with that dog. Nope. That is a good good movie. But yeah. It's it's legit. I love it. So, Jesse, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Um, Well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RighteousJesse. Um, if it's okay, I'll plug my podcast. Absolutely. Please, please. Okay, cool. Um, I do, uh, an interview based wrestling podcast each week. We talk to different wrestlers, some you know, past WWE, WCW, ECW guys, you know, different guys that have been all over the independent circuit. 
Um, it's called Kick Out at Two. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KOAT Podcast. Um, and then you heard us talk about this death match that I'm going to be doing uh, June 10th at Cobra in East Nashville. I wrestled this guy named Tank. Nice. Uh, he is a he's a giant motherfucker of a man, um, <laughs> which is a great description of, of someone, by the way. Dude, he like I I watched him at Carnage Cup, and I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm signing up for. I mean, granted, yep. like he did a different type of match, which was like taped fists with gusset plates glued to him. Oh. Yeah, so we're not going that far. No, nope. but. Because uh, I, I still have a desk job, so I have to not come in with a mutilated face. <laughs> um, so, yeah, June 10th, I'll be wrestling Tank in a death match for Southern Underground Pro, which is the company that I co-promote. Uh, you can find that on Twitter and Instagram as well at um, SUP underscore Graps, G-R-A-P-S, sub Graps. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to come back and talk actual horror movies with you guys. I'm sorry that I turned this into a wrestling podcast. Oh, no, this was a fucking delight. Thank you for coming on. So, we can be found online at a variety of places. We're on Tumblr at rankandvile.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter, where we're most active, on at rankandvilecast. Um, our listener, Dustin, has created a letterboxed list of all the movies that we've ranked and should be, at the time of this recording, up to date completely, barring this episode. Um, Love you, Dustin. Yeah, thanks, dude. Also, Dustin found out that that uh, hip-hop noise that we were talking about last episode is a mm-hmm. proprietary noise of Lex Luger, the producers. Uh, if you want an example, <laughs> listen to Hard in, Hard in the Paint by Waka Flocka Flame, and that's right. the sound I'm talking about. It's like a charge-up sound. So if you just look up uh, Lex Luger sound effect, that's what you'll find. Um <laughs> So thanks. I would to... think that a Lex Luger sound effect just sounded like oiled meat, just like a flexing. <laughs> Not oily that Lex Luger. I was, I was thinking Lex Express. So I was thinking like bus noises. Oh, bus noises. Yeah, for your also for your shout tour. out to our friend Colin Christopher who did the assist in that uh, research, finding out about that sound effect. So <laughs> we have an email address: rankandvilecast at gmail.com. If you are a director or a producer of an independent horror movie and you would like us to put your movie on this list, we will watch your screeners. So email us screeners. We have several that are going to come up in the future episodes. If you want to get in on the fun, uh, your movie will be in you know on the shoulders of giants like the IWA, Japan, Barbed Wire, <laughs> Nail, Deathmatch. <laughs> It'll certainly be on the shoulders of like Fear.com and Colored Out of Space at least. Right. Also, uh, if you're a listener and you have a movie, if you keep listening and going, God, but why don't they talk about my favorite horror movie, whatever that is, uh, tell us. Send us an email. Um, Please keep those to the Gmail. That is where I can actually keep track of them. If you send us an at on Twitter, those get lost in our other mentions. So if you want us to rank a movie and you want us to shout you out on the show, send us your suggestions through our Gmail account. Um, also, let us know feedback. We're kicking around the idea of starting an Instagram account. If that's something you'd be interested in, send us an email and say yes, or send us an email and say no. Uh, Instagram is not a good social media platform. Um, also, we are on iTunes, uh, Rank and Vilecat, uh, Rank and Vile. If you would Uh, rate and review us that would be super great it helps us get our podcast out 
into the world. We've got a really solid rating thanks to our amazing fans, and we could use a couple more. Uh, we're also on Podbean, rankandvile.podbean.com. Uh, so listen to us and share us with your friends. Uh, Ryan, what other news do we have? Uh, I believe that covers it. Okay. Have a great week, y'all. Thanks, guys.